Hey, what is up, everybody? Want to see if I'm live here on our fan page? What's going on? Oh, yeah, it looks like I am. Uh -huh. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Just checking to see the comments area. I believe you guys can see, hear me. Hello. Hey, what is... There you go. That was me. So there's a little bit of delay. No worries. How's it going, everybody? Please comment in the comments. Let me know you guys can hear me. Uh, everything is loud and clear. There's about a 30-second delay, so I apologize if uh, I do a little questioning here and it uh, uh, seems a little off and uncoordinated. Hello, Maddie. Hello, Gabby. Welcome. All right. So I'm trying a little bit of a different setup here. I got a uh, not a whiteboard, but just a board uh, behind me to do some some uh, training here. Uh, hello, um, and I'm actually going live in our fan page, our VIP group, and our Elite Marketing Pro community. Hello, Karen from California. Samra, let me know where you guys are coming from now. All right, welcome everybody to your daily dose of awesome, your live 50 minutes of daily motivation, inspiration, and education so you can get your day started right. Today, I'm going to talk about how to use dream building to enroll highly motivated and productive team members without being manipulative and hypey. Now, you're going to learn why most dream building activities and network marketing, whether it be one-on-one -on -one or live events, are not only ineffective and lead to lottery-minded people in joining your team, uh, but it's actually causing great harm to the reputation of the profession and leads to abysmal conversion rates and like I said, even the people that do end up converting end up doing nothing. And this starts with dream building, believe it or not. It's not a topic I've ever talked about before. Now, I'm also going to share with you a simple three-step process proven by neuroscience and evolution. So here's the engineer in me talking, uh, which if you do it right, will actually get you a high percentage of your prospects to enroll into your team, meaning high conversion rates. And also those that actually do enroll are gonna actually work really hard and be highly motivated and committed to your network marketing business. Now, if that sounds exciting to you, drop me a number one in the comment section. Let me know that uh, that you're with me. Now, if you don't know who I am, my name is Fernie Sabalas. I'm a network marketing trainer and professional specializing in helping network marketers move into the 21st century using cutting edge online strategies to rapidly grow their business. I built my, six, my first six-figure network marketing business within a couple years of discovering the information we teach here at Elite Marketing Pro. And uh, over the past uh, 12 years, I've personally been responsible for over $25 million in gross income into my home businesses. And I've personally mentored thousands of people from all walks of life, men, women, uh, married, single, parents, single moms, single dads, baby boomers, millennials, uh, people of all races, nationalities, sexual orientations, collectively, to produce hundreds of millions of dollars in their businesses as well uh, throughout the course of my training career. Now, if you wanna check out the training tool that every single one of these incredible uh, network marketing professionals in the modern day have used to build their network marketing business, then you wanna go to ferniebook.com and get that tool and resource that they invested in uh, not too long ago to turn their business around in the 21st century. Now, if you'd like to continue getting free training from us here at Elite Marketing Pro, uh, and so and also hear from some of our most successful students, then I highly recommend you subscribe to these daily lives. I'm sure if you like uh, press the top right corner of the live on your phone or wherever you're watching us from, uh, so that you can activate 
notifications so you can get notified every time we go live and provide free training. Now, the training is not just done by me. It's done by our most successful students, uh, many of whom are six and multiple six-figure earners in network marketing. So with that being said, let's go right into the content. Hello, everybody. All right, if you guys are ready, drop me number seven. Let me know you guys are with me uh, and excited. And let's talk about here dream building. <laughs> so we're going to talk about dream building. I have a little board uh, behind me, and I already have uh, have some blanks over here with some steps that we're going to cover. Now, uh, all right, so let's talk about dream building. First and foremost, I want to talk about two problems with how dream building is currently done in network marketing. Now, problem number one is normally uh, dream building and network marketing is really hypey. Uh, at, you know, from events, you know, flashing the expensive cars, the big houses, bunch of cash, the jewelry, traveling to exotic places, uh, you know, living the dream, you know, phrases like that are used, living the dream. Uh, you also, also how it's done, especially at live events, is uh, you got people like yelling at you and asking you, hey, who here wants to get rich? And everybody yells, yeah, me. And like, they just get you really hyped up which is really weird, <laughs> uh, especially for people that don't understand uh, context or prospects or whatever. But, uh, you know, getting excited is one thing, uh, but I'm not a huge fan of it. And I'm sure a lot of people here aren't as well. Now, if you've ever observed at an event, someone, uh, you know, getting really hyped up and people yelling at you from stage and asking you to yell back, uh, in some sort of dream building exercise, drop me a number five. Let me know if you've experienced it. It's not just me. <laughs> so, you know, I, I used to go to events all the time where, where, you know, top earners in the company were saying, who here wants to get rich? And everybody go, yeah. And then everyone go crazy after they hold, do the whole dream building and talk about all the houses and cars that they own. Now, uh, this is a terrible way to do dream building for a few reasons. Uh, first of all, motivation and hype is fleeting. There's no plan or logic on how uh, people in the audience or people that are being spoken to are going to achieve this unrealistic, uh, lofty dream. Uh, it also turns off a lot of people, people that are your prospects that you might bring to meetings. Uh, it looks weird and creepy from the outside. If any of these recordings ever leak to the media, which they always do, uh, it's it's not how business is 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 done generally in the world it's not what people understand business to be so if you say you're in a business and then you and and people are like oh you're in a business cool and i can work with you in the business great and then they show up to the meeting and there's all this hype it's just going to be a complete turn off this to to somebody that expected something different they expected professionalism and instead they're going people are going nuts and crazy and there's very little teaching being done so it looks terrible in the media it looks terrible in your eyes of, the, of your friends and family uh but here's the biggest part it's unrealistic and manipulative and it attracts lottery minded people so people that think that just because they're in the room just because they're there at that event that somehow they've struck the lottery uh, sometimes even religion is used uh, to manipulate people who are saying, God God decided he wanted you here at this event because uh, he wants you to be rich. You know, stuff like that. That's just completely, who the hell knows what, what God is thinking. Uh, so it, it's, all, it's all bordering on lying if, if they're even saying, like, I know what God's thinking and he, he wants you to be here. It's kind of weird. Uh, so this is a reason why why most network marketers don't ever do crap in their business because it's all based on motivation. It's based on hype. It doesn't work. Um, 
and also most importantly, the bad reputation of network marketing uh, as a result of this type of activity is not the fault of the media. It's not the fault of negative people, quote unquote, uh, your friend, negative friends and family. It's not their fault. It's network marketing's fault. And so part of my mission here at Elite Marketing Pro is to help uh, correct some behaviors that are very harmful to the reputation of this profession because it actually is a profession requiring uh, quite a bit of skill development if you want to be successful and achieve that that dream. So if you're following me so far, drop me a number eight. Let me know that that we're good here and we will, we will move on. Now, uh, there's a second problem with dream building. So uh, when done right, so even if you're doing dream building in the way that I'm going to show you here, uh, when when done right, it needs to be part of a certain uh, you know process. So in in, in how I'm going to show you, it's part of a three step process of an enrollment conversation with a prospect, and this process is actually proven by neuroscience to be effective. Now I can't get into all the the details uh, as to like how that proof works, but uh, I'm gonna. Uh, refer you to, to Blair Dunkley, uh, who actually taught me part of what I'm going to share with you today uh, on, on how the neuroscience stuff works. But let's just say basically it's been extremely effective in our business uh, for enrolling, for selling, for having prospecting conversations for ourselves and uh, our community members. Now, uh, it has been said that human beings are far more motivated by pain than by anything else. So one of the arguments uh, you know, against dream building or at least leading with dream building is that you got to focus on the pain first. So that's our selling process. So when, when you talk about a prospecting conversation or selling, uh, the people that, that kind of know what they're doing talk a lot about pain. Uh, well, that's actually not accurate. And at best, it's partially true. Human beings are not motivated by pain. Who here, drop me number four, if you thought previously thought that human beings we're primarily motivated by pain. So if you focus on the pain, they're gonna actually uh, you know, be more interested or, or take action because they wanna get rid of this pain that, that's, that's happening to them. So drop me number four. Let me know if, if that's something that you previously thought. Now, in fact, human beings live in a lot of chronic pain every single day and most do little about it. They live in emotional pain. They live in financial pain. They live with physical pain. They have they deal with health issues that are chronic and never actually take any bold steps to correct or fix or heal from those, those uh, issues. Now, drop, uh, let me know if you, you, are, you know somebody who's dealing with a certain chronic pain in their life and write it in the comment section. Let me know if you've, you have observed, maybe you're personally dealing with it, but I don't want you to like say, I've been dealing with this because uh, I want to respect your privacy. But if you know of somebody else who is dealing with a certain chronic pain or condition in their life, let me know what that is in the comment section. Let me know what that might be. Uh, you know, so in financial pain, for example, which is how most people get started in network marketing, is there some sort of financial uh, issue? And uh, so there's, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. We all know a lot of people who live paycheck to paycheck and don't do anything about it. Uh, we know a lot of people who live in chronic debt, which is different from business debt. Uh, that's a whole other topic for another another uh, thing here. But most people live in chronic debt because they buy TVs, they buy the stuff that they can't afford that has no ROI or return, and uh, they live in chronic debt and never get out of it. That's just the way of being. Uh, they have poor credit, chronic poor credit, so they can't buy a house, they can't buy a car. There's pain associated with that. Living be and living beyond their means. So that's all like stuff, the financial pain, 
but they continue doing it. They continue living with financial pain. Now, some of you are sharing with me like neck issues, uh, fibromyalgia, yeah, heart issues or cancer, physical condition, uh, uh, physical pain, there's arthritis. So you guys got it. Now, for, I'll give you an example that's along the lines of what you guys are sharing with me. Someone who has health challenges, high blood pressure, inflammation, diabetes, uh, may live with these issues for years. Now, some of those issues can be completely healed in reverse. Some of them need to be tended to. Uh, but even some people that say have diabetes still do the wrong thing when it comes to their health and cause even further pain to themselves. So usually the majority of, uh, you know, you guys tell me, what is the, the majority of the time when somebody is living with a health condition that's chronic and they complain about, et cetera, but they don't do anything about it? What, if anything is going to motivate them to actually do something about it, what event happens in their life that usually ends up uh, causing them to start making some changes? You tell me what you think that type of event looks like. Because uh, here's the thing. Here's the conclusion. Pain is not the most effective motivator in sales and prospecting. And it's not the most important. Uh, it's not the most effective motivator in life to get us to, to do the things we need to do uh, to better our situation. Now, if you uh, answered, <laughs> yes, I see the answers right now. Uh, my my uh, question about what usually causes people to make a change in their life. And somebody says a death scare. Yes. When they're confronted with the possibility of death, they get scared. And that scare causes them to start most people, or some people, not all, but causes them to make a change. And so the the real motivator, what causes people to, to actually start making change and springs them into action is fear. And I want to talk about how you create fear in, uh, with people and, and with integrity uh, because when I speak about fear, I'm not speaking about trying to scare them and, and scare them into doing a business or scare them into taking out their wallet. I'm talking about future events appearing real. It's getting them in touch with what's going to happen if they don't do something about their chronic pain. So the chronic pain is not enough. That is actually uh, step number one. So the first part of dream building, before you get into the dream building, you have to know what their pain or problem is. So what is their pain or problem? And so that's the starting point. Now, what you gotta do is, uh, you gotta ask them some questions. And I have some questions here written down, so that's coming kind of looking on my screen down. I'm try not trying to be disrespectful or anything. Uh, here's what it looks like. What you can do at, at the point in time when somebody is telling, when you ask questions and, and ask them about the, what's kind of some of the challenges in their life, and they tell you what those pains or problems are, and then you, most people who, who know a little bit about sales will skip right to the dream building at that point because, all right, I already talked about their pain. Let's skip to the dream building. No. The next step is you got to talk about the future. You got to talk about future events appearing real. I'm going to move this mic here so you guys can see it. There you go. So future events appearing real. You got to ask them questions like, what would your life look like in five years from now if you don't do something about this? Now, if they say my life will be the same, they're delusional. Because here, let me ask you guys a question. Do problems, do, do you issues or problems get better if you ignore them? Or do they tend to get worse? Let me know. Uh, you know, let me know in the comment section. Do they get better or worse if you ignore them? 
And so if some, if you ask them, what would your life look like in five years if you don't do something about this, and they respond the same, then you need to ask the question I just asked you guys, do problems usually get better or worse over time if you don't deal with them? So by, uh, you know, once they, you know, answer you, then ask the question again, like, what does your, so if that being the case, what does your life look like in five years if you don't do something about this? What will happen then is that's where the fear kicks in. It's not fear where you're scaring them. It's actually you getting real with them about what the future might look like if they ignore their problem. And fear kicks in our flight or fight response, uh, you know, as human beings, you know, uh, you know, our lizard brain. Fear pu puts us into action. It mentally spurs us into action. Even if we're not physically doing something, fear kicks us into action and makes us open, now open to problem solving. So now when somebody's uh, kind of, when you've been kind of kick-started uh, that flight or fight response, by getting real with the likely outcome, if they don't do something about their problem, what the future looks like, and having them describe that future vividly, uh, then now somebody is open to problem solving. It's the whole saber-toothed tiger thing. If a saber-toothed tiger is, is coming at you, uh, you got to run. <laughs> you know, you're gonna do, you're gonna get the hell out of the way and 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 do something to survive. So now you've sprung into action. Now in your problem solving mode. Then now they're not. not they're not physically doing something, but they're mentally now there and they're open to a conversation of what that solution might look like. Because uh, it's fear is not a state that as human beings, as um, you know, that, that we're hardwired to tolerate. We're not willing to be in a state of fear for very long. Now, you know, politicians will use fear all the time to mani manipulate people uh, describing uh, futures that aren't real or that are fake or exaggerated to kind of scare people. I'm talking about having your prospect describe what their future looks like. You're not telling them, they are telling you. Because it, it might actually surprise you what, uh, what, actually what, what actually does motivate them, what actually might uh, you know, cause fear for them. Uh, sometimes it may surprise you. It might not be what you think. And so let them tell you what that future looks like if they don't do something about their problem. Now. When somebody is in problem-solving mode, now they're in action. Now they're open to solutions. Hypey dream building. When when someone uh, is not in action, when you, when you when especially when it's hypey dream building and people have not had that response, they're not in action. They're not open to problem solving. It's just fantasy building. I'll say that again. Hypey dream building. When somebody is not in action, is fantasy building, and that's what tends to happen in network marketing. Effective dream building. When somebody is in action gives them direction. Effective dream building when somebody is in action gives them a direction to go in. So now you've spurred them into action. Now you can do some dream building and it's gonna be a very similar process to, to what we just talked about. You're gonna to have to ask them questions about their dream, not your dream. Don't push the cars, the money, all that hype in front of them. Uh, I'm gonna show you a way to do it with integrity uh, where it's coming from your prospect. Now. Uh, you know, if, you, if this is great content for you guys and you want to know how this applies to building online and what our, what our most successful students have done to build their business, go to, go to ferniebook.com. Just, you know, making sure I plug that uh, right now so I don't forget it. Now, uh, so I've described step number one is we have to identify pain and problems. And we do that by asking questions. 
So if you guys got step number one, give me a number one in the comment section. We gotta identify the pain or problem. Now we gotta project that pain or problem into the future and we gotta have our prospect do it by asking them a question. So step number two is we have to have them describe that future. Future events appear, future events appear in real. When it comes from them, it's real because it's not coming from you, it's coming from them. Means they already kind of knew what that what that likely future might look like if they don't do something about it. They've just chosen not to think about it. What you're doing in your conversation is you're having them choose to think about something that they already know is likely to happen. That's what that's how come it's not manipulative. You're not manipulating people, you're getting real with people, and, and you're getting them to admit that they don't want this future to happen, therefore they gotta do something about it. Now, step number three, uh, what do you think step number three is, guys? What do you, what do you think we do at step number three? Uh, you know, let me know, okay, I got a lot of number ones. Okay, if you, got, if you got number two, give me a number two. Now, what do you think step number three is? Uh, what is step number three? All right, I'll tell you guys. Step number three is where we start talking about the dream. We start talking about the dream, and this is done in a very specific way so that it's not high fear manipulative. Uh, and I've never seen anyone in network marketing actually do it this way. Uh, and again, I want to thank and give credit to Blair Dunkley for uh, sharing some of this stuff with me uh, that I'm able to pass on to you guys. Now, this is not a sales, not a complete sales training. This is just the part around the dream building and what needs to happen right before the dream building as part of your prospecting conversations. Now. Step number three. So you can ask questions like this. I'm going to take you through a series of questions that you can ask for effective dream building that, that you could use in your conversation. One of the first questions might be, what level of monthly income would you need? Now, I'm assuming there's the problem and the fear has to do with, has to be financial. Uh, you know, not, not, whether it's not liking their job, on fire the boss, replace their income, get out of debt, whatever. So some sort of financial issue. So what level of monthly income, this is the question I ask, would you need in order to make sure that that likely future doesn't happen? So first, I'm trying to quantify uh, what it would take to make sure that this doesn't happen. First and foremost, that's what I'm doing. And so those usually tell me, they might tell me, uh, five, you know, $5,000 a month. And also, this might be a qualifying question for you. Uh, you know, as you go through this dream building process, if somebody's goals aren't big enough, maybe they're not somebody you want to spend a lot of time with as a, as a builder and somebody that's more of a hobbyist. Like they want to hang out in the business. If their goal is like make a couple extra hundred dollars a month, then you're going to train them differently than you're going to train somebody who has a six figure goal. And so there's no right or wrong. It's just you may want to treat them differently or you may want to filter people and not work with people unless their goals are, are a certain level. Now, here's so that's the first filter is what level of monthly income would you need in order to make sure that this likely future does not happen? And they'll say like, uh, you know what, you know, $5,000 a month would actually go a long way and actually help me resolve some of those issues. Fantastic. Great. So a year from now, if you're making $5,000 per month, this likely future disappears. Great. Now you ask them the next question, which is more of a feeling question. Now, what would it mean to you to have these issues disappear from your life? and have this you know, likely outcome in the future not actually happen? What would it mean to actually have that be something different and positive? What would it mean to you? And have, I mean, just wait for the answer. So now it's feeling, what would it mean to them? And they're gonna give you a, 
uh, things like, oh my God, it would be amazing. Uh, you know, I'd be able to like have more time with my kids. Let them talk about their, they're starting to talk about their dream. They're doing it. You're not doing it. You're just asking questions is everyone's dream will be different. So the next part of it is what, what would you now be able to do? And they may actually start talking about this stuff, but they're like, what would you now be able to do in this new future that doesn't include, uh, you know, the terrible things we just talked about, what would you be able to do in this new future, which you can't do now and likely or certainly would not be able to do if you don't, if you don't solve your problem, like what will you be able to do in this new future if you solve your problems and you currently can't do now? And then they will tell you again. So they will, they will tell you again what it is they do now. Now it's not just about no longer having these problems. Now we're getting into dream building. Now we're getting into the bigger goals that they want, the things that they aspire to be. And it may turn out that $5,000 a month uh, to eliminate this thing might just be a starting point for them. And they might tell you that my real dream is to like what to in order to get what I really want. So first we're going to get rid of this and then to achieve this, my real dream is to be able to like do X, Y, and Z. And then you can ask them, all right, so what would it take to help you achieve that dream? What, what do you think, how much money would you need per month on a monthly income in your business in order for that to happen? And then they'll tell you, and, my, and at that point it might be six figures. So we, now we go from 5,000 to six figures. And so, and, and, and then you can ask them another simple question. And you can ask this question, you can ask this question through, at any point, uh, but especially at this point when they start talking about the future. Now, what would it be worth to you? What value would you place on this new life you're describing. Not saying, it's not gonna be the, the six-figure value, you know, oh, it would be six figures. No, that's that's not an effective answer because if you're helping somebody, let's say achieve a six-figure income for the rest of their life, and let's say they're gonna live another 40 years probably on average. Well, six-figure income times 40 is millions of dollars. So if they give you anything that's lower than a few million dollars and their, their goal is a six-figure income, uh, in terms of what do we, what this would be worth to them, then uh, they're not thinking clearly, and you may need to do some coaching there. Um, but most people will tell you that this new life would be priceless because it's not about the money. It's not about how much money they're making. They can't even put a price tag on being able to do some of the things they they want to do with their family. You know, so they're going to say priceless, and that is a value. So assigning a dollar value to solving the problem number one and uh, assigning a dollar value to what they want to achieve uh, in their life is critical to this process so because what happens is by comparison the price of what you're offering your your product your opportunity whatever you're offering is going to be so tiny compared to to the value the worth of that future that can happen if they actually take action and do and and take you upon your take you up on your solution. Let me know if this is making sense, guys. Uh, I know I went through a lot. I'm going to go through uh, some of the the questions here for effective dream building. Is what level of monthly income would you need in order to make sure that that likely future doesn't happen? What would it mean to you to have these issues disappear from your life? How would your life be different? What would you now be able to do in this new future that you can't do now and certainly can't do in the future? If your life gets worse, you know, what would it be worth to you? 
or what value would you assign to, uh, to on this new life? Now, uh, again, again, we're assigning value to the problem to solving the problem. We're assigning value to the new life they might have if they achieve their goals. Now, so this is dream building with integrity. Dream building with integrity is rooted in setting realistic goals and acknowledging the likely consequences of inaction. So it's not, I'm not promising Lamborghinis and I'm promising, uh, you know, a big house in the Caymans. What I'm talking, I'm not even promising anything. It's coming from them as to what they want to achieve. And they're going to likely give you real, like a, if they start with $5,000 a month, that means they believe that that is a more realistic goal for them to achieve than a million dollar income. So while most network marketing focuses on what you get when you make the millions, what I'm telling you to do, or I'm sharing with you, and what's going to be most effective and actually motivate people into action is going to be a goal that, that is within the realm of possibility or at least reasonable or realistic. So at this point in your conversation, let me know if this is valuable. Drop me a number seven if this conversation here on our Daily Dose of Awesome has been valuable for you. The last thing you need to say after they've shared this with you is, is quite simple. Is it okay? So is it okay if I show you something which might help you start solving some of these problems and help you develop the skills needed to achieve your these income goals? So notice how I phrased it. It's not, I'm going to show you something that's going to help you make you a multimillionaire <laughs> and not even promising that they're going to achieve it. I'm not guaranteeing anything. I'm asking, is it okay if I show you something which might help you start solving some of these problems and help you develop the skills needed to achieve the income goals you shared with me or you, you talked about with me. That's it. And at this point is when they're open and ready to hear about your business. They're open and ready to like go through the comp plan, go through all that stuff. At this point, um, it, it becomes the, a lot of it what you've already been taught in network marketing as to how to present. Now, these conversations, especially when you use online methods, when you are, first of all, attracting people that are already interested in what you have, either your product or interested in an in a income opportunity or, or at least positive about network marketing, you can attract these using the Internet. You can attract these people using social media, using what we call attraction marketing. And that is the, the process, the system and the, the philosophy that our most successful students have used. So if you're ready to learn more about how you can incorporate some of these lessons for building online in a leverage way where you're not spamming people, you're not sending copy and paste messages, you're not adding strangers to your personal profile, and, and people are coming to you even while you sleep, then go check out fernybook.com. And uh, that, that's a tool that, that every single one of our students, without exception, have used uh, to build their business. So that's it for today, guys. Hope this was helpful. Again, very simple uh, three-step process here. I go in a lot of details to the types of question, but it's pretty much what's the problem? Talk about the future. Future events appearing real. Fear. There has to be a fear in there, in that process, to spur them into action. Once you're in action, give them a direction to run to by starting to do the, do the dream building. It's really that simple. And then everything else you can finesse and practice over time and get better at. I just gave you some examples as to how I would approach uh, asking questions. And every single one of these steps is about asking questions. If you give them the answer to any question, uh, then you're, you're gonna be uh, less effective at it. So thank you guys. Uh, have an amazing day. We will talk soon.